So there's this other option. There's another consciousness, right? That we can step into abundance consciousness, right? Where we're going to become a flow. We're going to become a vehicle for spirit to move through. We'll become an instrument for spirit to move through and love. I am an empowerment coach. I am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live. to your intuition, to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. Today I am here with Avesa Love. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation, Jamie. Oh, you're welcome. I love your energy so much. I'm so excited to see you and be here with you. <laughs> you know, I always like to give a little background. Um, I know so many magical sisters, you know, I, I go, okay, you know, what do I want to share on the podcast? What, who, who do I want to share and, and what do I want to share? And there's, there's always someone else that pops up that's like, you know, this person and you know, this person. So Vesa and I met, um, back in the waitressing days. And she is just, she's a beautiful sister, like beautiful spiritual practices, just beautiful energy, really focused on healing and healing others. And how can she serve others through the work that she's doing in the world? And it's, uh, you've always just been so inspiring. And um, she's a fellow musician, really beautiful music. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm gonna, just ask you questions about your journey and all of the things that you do. And so, so excited to have you here. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. And always, always, yeah, we have always had such a sweet sisterhood being, you know, in all the different, you know, various places that we've walked together. And so I've always admired you and, and admire your strength and your clarity and direction. So it's wonderful to be here to oh, share. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's dive in. So I, I named this um, Inspired by You. I wanted to call this podcast uh, Spiritual Philanthropy and Essential Oils. So I've been wanting to do um, some, an interview and some information sharing about essential oils because that's something that I'm super passionate about in my life. Um, but the... In this case, uh, essential oils has been like a path. It's been a pathway of like creating life and creating this process of um, philanthropy happening through all of this. So just to even start on that, um, I would love for you to share with us, what is it? What is spiritual philanthropy? So interesting. Yeah, good question. I I think that's a great question since you coined the phrase. I almost want you to explain it, but (laughs) no, I I will. (laughs) Um, But I'll share my relationship to both of those words, spirituality and philanthropy, and how one affects the other. And they're very interdependent. So, well, I'll I'll start with spirituality. I think um, 
it's my perspective for sure. And I think probably those of you that are watching this, it's you're, you're, you have also a perspective potentially that, that this life is a spiritual journey and that we are spiritual beings. This meaning that here we are, um, in this physical body, in this three dimensional, you know, three dimensional world, this flesh and blood, but there's something, something beyond that, that we are, there's something invisible. There is something, um, that we can't quite, um, almost we can't even put a word to it that, that is, is pulsing through, through us. That is the reason for our existence is, um, and it is a great mystery. It's a great mystery. And, and it's the path that we walk towards those of us that have, I think many of us, we come into our spiritual path, um, especially in these day and age, this day and age, we often um, come onto it from like great hardship. Like we lose everything. We, or we look around at the world today and we look at the incredible um, difficulties and we're like, what, you know, why are we even here? What is our, um, where are we going? You know, what's the point of my existence? Um, for me, it was actually, I had an eating disorder when I was 19, 20 years old. And it was like, why am I like an addict? Why am I um, imprisoned by myself? And so this started, you know, catapulted me on a journey of self-inquiry into, and that brought me towards what I would call God, but you could give it any other name. I mean, maybe not any other name, but you could give it, there's many names that this, this word is <laughs> attributed to, right? Allah, the all, the mystery, spirit, the universe. Um, and so then this, there's this yearning of, okay, I, I once you've tasted um, a freedom, a peace, a love, a joy, that the knowledge and the experience of this this being in your, that lives inside of you, this being, this, once you've tasted that, then you want to live in that, right? Maybe even live permanently in that way. And that's what the Buddhas and the Jesus Christ and all the masters, all the priestesses that have ever lived have, have left us the, this trail of teachings on guidance and how, on how they've been able to attain that permanent state of connection, that permanent state of peace and happiness that transcends all the suffering that we're dealing with in the world. And one of those, those, those tools, one of the, the stepping stones um, that paves the way towards that, that state of being is, is generosity, is charity. You know, it's one of the seven virtues, right? And it's, it's the foundation to be able to experience peace. You know, that's one of the foundations is that, that charity, that generosity, and we could liken that to abundance consciousness, right? There's like this state in which our soul feels like it's in poverty. Um, poverty is, is fear, anxiety, um, hatred, um, where we feel in separation. We feel alone in the world, right? Um, that's poverty consciousness. And then in that space, we have to hoard. We have to go to war. We have to defend. We have, you know, this seeking stability in this like un unstable world because we feel like we don't feel tapped into source. So there's this other option. There's another consciousness, right. That we can step into abundance consciousness, right. Where we're going to become a flow. We're going to become a vehicle for spirit to move through. We'll become an instrument for spirit to move through and love, right. Maybe that's the, the, a word that we could all agree on is, is, you know, even if you, if you don't believe in God, 
we could all believe in love perhaps, right? So for that, for love, maybe we could say love is God, for that to, to flow through, um, it's going to, oh, good. <laughs> it's it's going to be, I mean, sorry, and if I'm, you know, interrupt me at any time, Jamie, um, if I'm just rambling, uh, but but that is the the one of the vehicles. It's one of the pillars. There's many more, right? We need to learn patience and compassion and diligent. Like there's other ways that we have to tap into the infinite, but a but generosity is one of them. And so when I hear the word spiritual philanthropy, it's like, oh yes, it's, it's when you have made your life, when you've decided to give yourself as a vehicle to spirit and decided that your action in the world is going to be that of service, that of love. And, you know, if you, I love this, I love the sacred books. I love the book, for example, Bhagavad Gita. It's one of the ancient you know, Indian Bibles, you could say. And in there over and over again, they'll tell you work, give up your fruits, like work, not for just the results, just work for the sake of work, give it up to spirit, give it up to the all, give it up to the whole, you know, to humanity. And so philanthropy, right. It's that it's, it's when we are, we think of philanthropists and we think of these millionaires that are giving, you know, able to give millions of dollars towards saving the rainforest or charity or various charity organizations. Right. Um, and certainly that is, that is a beautiful, um, image, but it can also be simply that you decide, even if you're just giving, um, that once you decide that you're going to work in service, that even, um, 10%, you know, you can, and that's actually interestingly enough, it's part of the, one of the financial principles for becoming abundant is that you tithe a percentage, maybe it's 10%. So if you're making a hundred dollars, you give $10, you know, to your charity of, of, um, choice or to a friend that needs it. And so, um, yeah, I hope that I kind of went around beautiful <laughs> the circle there, but there's something that I want to do, which is turn off my air conditioner. Um, I have, it's, uh, it's LA and I have all of these air conditioners going and I want to be <laughs> yep. understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful. And this was something, so this was something that Avesa and I actually like discussed a bunch when we first met each other, because, um, this was something that you were very passionate about and, um, taking on, you know, like new ways, like looking at income in different ways and looking at like what, how, how you can uh, spend your energy like serving in life and that how it's not just for yourself, it's also for others and for the whole creating this, um, this, this flow between, um, you know, everyone. And so we were working as waitresses. And so, you know, that's, it's a, it's a very interesting, it's one of the things I, I say, I go, I wish everyone could have an experience in life being a server and mm -hmm. then, taking care of children, because I think these are really, really important things to do uh, as we develop in life. And um, so, you know, the, in service, so in just like, just working in a restaurant, you learn so much about energy. You learn how your energy and your state of being affects the entire world around you because it's almost like it's amplified in that type of setting. And so you learn how it is when you give and you also get to learn from the other people that come in and you see how they're being and 
and you really um, also become like very moved by people who come in with this like incredible generous spirit and they have patience and then the way that they give um, at the end for your service like regardless of maybe the things that fell apart and so then you know you just we're all so affected by each other's energy and just in in this type of situation we learn so much um, and I don't even know really why that it is, but it's just like an amplified That's example true. of like how everything works. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, something that we'll talk in, about in a little bit, but there was this way both of us were working with essential oils. So the, I'm like, okay, we need a foundation for this, but let me just, you know, I'll just say real quick. One of the first businesses that I had was selling essential oils. So yes, I started with music, but for me, I had a hard time selling and asking for money whatever it was like i had a hard time receiving that's what i had a hard time with but yet i could work in a restaurant and i did that for many years and it was actually something that i loved a lot i would only work in places that i really loved and i believed in their message and then i had no problem selling for them i had no problem receiving for them but i realized that i had a really hard time receiving for my own gifts and my own um, for my own well-being. And so for me, um, working with um, essential oils, kind of and this particular company that we'll talk about, gave me a way to start being in business with myself, using a product that wasn't mine, but it was something that I believed in, but in a way that allowed me to like have my own business. And that was just a very small stepping stone for me but the, also one of the ways that I looked at this too is was like I could get my family involved and this is a way you know I've talked to I've talked a lot about my brother and his particular situation and how my life has been so affected by that but this was like a way in which I could like take care of my family with participating in um having like my own business and working with things that I believed in so anyway um Avesa and I were both looking at serving like causes like greater causes that we truly believed in in ways that we can help others or or other organizations that we were particular particularly passionate about by starting these individual businesses and so that's also one of the reasons why i want to have you on here because we talk a lot about on the show yes about sacred purpose and yes about um, your spiritual connection and listening to your guidance and following that because that's part of what you're supposed so that's your purpose here, like being in the human body. But there's another part of this here, which is also like taking care of ourselves financially. And for so, for, I don't know for how long, but there's been just a little bit of like an old paradigm to look at, you're not allowed to make money from your spiritual offerings. You're not allowed to make money from spiritual work and money is bad and all of this. So like there's this separation and so mm -hmm. looking at business is something that is negative and something that I'm really trying to help women with on my own journey is how can you make business like be spiritual and be beautiful and be um, something that is just part of the work that we're doing here. Because like right, if we can take care of ourselves and we can take care of our communities and take care of our families in any way, it just like ripples outwards. So mm -hmm. um really interested in um, talking about what this process was like for you. Mm -hmm. So I know mm. she's a musician also, and we're going to feature her music on this episode somehow. Either we're going to get her to play a little bit of music in <laughs> this interview, or I'm going to um, play some of your recordings and just like attach it so that people can hear. I mean, just like beautiful, like heart music, 
from the soul. She plays with her partner, Maddie Love, and it's just, you know, it's, it's so healing and beautiful, your music, but we all have this, you know, we, we, we want to be able to like be, make music be everything, but many of us have multiple purposes to serve and it's not, doesn't just only come from like this one artistic mm -hmm. avenue, right? So, um, mm -hmm. so that was, you know, some of the things that like we were sharing as well at the same time, but so how, transitioning into creating a business around serving others and creating a business around healing others. So I would love to talk about your business and what it is that you do and just what this particular path has been like for you. Mm, okay, beautiful. So, so to, well, to first explain what we do. So I'm a wellness advocate with doTERRA essential oils. So that means my work is every single day to answer answer, give an answer to people around their pain and their struggles with physical, emotional health or mental health and, and to support them in how they can use essential oils to support that. So it's beautiful, beautiful work because the reality is in today's world, we all, and probably always, we, we all have continuous issues, you know, with our body, with our mind, with our emotions, and we've been bombarded with toxic synthetic, um, you know, with the big pharma, there, it was a real, real strategy to, from big pharma, um, to, to separate people from the, their connection with natural plant medicine. And so we're dealing with right now today and a society of people that as a majority don't actually have an understanding of how they can use plant medicine, um, to heal or just to support even, uh, what they're going through digestively, sleep, you know, to, to the bigger emotional issues. So that's my work. We educate, we teach classes, we consult people one-on-one. -on -one. And then as well, we lead a team of fellow wellness advocates. So we are coaches. We help, people, we help coach and train other people to do what we do um, to help, help impact people's health and well-being. So that's our work. And so certainly, um, you know, just like anything, you know, and you mentioned this, I think uh, we were talking about this, like at, when you start anything, you don't really know what you're doing or you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Or, you know, all I knew was that I'd been using the essential oils for years. Actually, if I had a cold or flu, like I would turn to oregano oil. I would always turn to something natural. And that after 10 years of waiting tables and, um, you know, I, as musicians and spiritual seekers, we just didn't have any type of financial, we, we, I think what you mentioned there, like oftentimes those of us that are really spiritually inclined, we really, um, we don't even want to go there. We don't even want to look at our relationship to money. We don't want to look at, at um, being responsible in that way. We just sort of want to be ungrounded. We just want to float in the ethers. In Ayurveda, they would call that really like vata. And I can still sometimes go there. Yeah. Like we just want to float and, and we want to like, oh, God will take care of everything and not be responsible, you know, just like, and it's sort of like being a child, you know, here we are like a child, we're here as children of God, right? But we, and we still want, God wants us to grow up too, you know, and be responsible. Just like we can't rely on our parents forever. Like, while of course God's, you know, more infinite and guiding than even our own earthly parents, but, but still we have to take responsibility for our lives and, and, um, and we have to mature, which means we need to be able to um, 
you know, be spiritual beings and also um, make sure we eat and pay our bills. So I think that that process of un it's, it's, it's a process of first you have to just look at your issues with, with money and issues with, with um, taking responsibility for, for, you know, how you make income. You have to be willing to even just look at your issues around it, right? That's the first step. And then, this, and then you can begin the process of untangling because it's really just this, it's we've, in our subconscious because of our upbringing, our conditioning, the way our parents have lived, you know, so many reasons, we've complicated something that's actually really simple. It's really not, it's really not so complex. Like we've all decided in this society, we exchange with these little green dollar bills or whatever pesos or wherever you are in the world. Like that's just, we, this is our, our way that we exchange value for value. And if you're offering value, it is absolutely reasonable, practical, that you can charge a reasonable price for that, you know, whatever value that is, right? So for us to get so complicated about it, we then we have to look at what's what's complicating this. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting, I think, that um, to go back to, I've been looking at this, like, if you go back to um, that, that message I, I talked about that comes from the Bhagavad Gita, right? Of just work, work for, don't think about the results so much. Just work and give give up your the fruits of your actions. Give up the fruits of your actions to spirit, right? So, how do we how do we um, reconcile <clears throat> working not for the fruits of our actions, right? Where we're just we're unidentified. We we can make money, but we don't think we are the money. You know, we we are like we know what we're spirit, and we know that also the money that comes in is just like it's. You know, it's all for the flow. It's all for the all. You know, how can we do that? And, and, and really integrate that into that you need to put, you do need to pay your bills and like be able to put food on your table and, and have your basic needs met, you know? And then, and then anything more than that can be this gift that you can give in philanthropy, you know? And we don't need to, you know, there's that, um, the last thing I'll say on this is like, I've been reading a lot also the book um, Dao De Ching. And I love this book. I recommend it to anybody. It's called the Tao of Leadership, T-A-O, the Tao of Leadership. And, it, and, and in there, he talks about that if you're willing to live simply, then you're going to be able to live in prosperity and you're going to be able to attain all of your goals without a fuss, like without complication, if you're willing to live simply, right? So what that's saying is like, if we're greedy, and we feel like we need so much more than we actually need, then we're going to, of course, bring ourselves into a lot of stress and a lot of like, um, you know, um, crisis, <laughs> you know, comparing ourselves to others. Oh, I should have, you know, what that person has things like that. Right. That's going to be complicated. But if we're willing to, to live simply like that, minim- like the minimalist movement, right. If we're willing to like, live with actually just what we love and, and, and our needs have our needs met and, and, and you can live beautifully and simply, you don't need to have the next, you know, Lamborghini. You don't have to need to have three cars, you know, that weird American dream. So if you're, if you're, if, if you're willing to live simply, then again, your, your goals can be attained. 
they're attainable, you know, and, and without complication. Mm. So I don't know if that made sense. I hope it did. Yes, that did make sense. I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, the book is called The Tao of Leadership. Yeah, The Tao of Leadership. Mm-hmm. There's a, okay, so there's a lot of interest in essential oils right now. We've used essential oils forever, right? Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the way back. Um, something yep. that, that I always hear you say is, you know, mention of that there's essential oils in the Bible and that they, all the, uh, all the frankincense oil that they found like in the Egyptian tombs and um, people, humans have been working for, with plants and using essential oils for such a long period of time. So mm-hmm. there is uh, a de- an interest in this time that we're living in. People are, um, you know, they're, they're realizing what is going on with like big pharma and Western medicine and everything has purpose. Absolutely. But people are wanting to take responsibility for their health. And people are also wanting to go back to simpler means of like turning towards their sisters and their brothers for information. People are going to each other for coaching. People go get tarot readings. I know this because I, this is how I do readings for people. People want tarot readings as opposed to like going to uh, a therapist oftentimes. And there's, you know, like I said, there's times to go to everything, but people are turning towards plants for their healing and essential oils for healing instead of taking drugs, instead of taking prescriptions. I want to talk about the safety of essential oils. I would love for you to share with us about, about essential sure. how they work with the body, like why we use essential oils. And because some of the conversation too, it's like, it's so extreme, right? If you have a drop of peppermint oil, it's worth like 28 cups of peppermint tea. Why do we use them? Why do we use them in such a concentrated form? How are the mm-hmm. safe ways that we can use it? And um, mm-hmm. it, you're such a wealth of information like on this subject. And so I sure. Would, Yeah, no, super happy to share about it. It's important, actually, very, very important. Um, We are actually seeing now more and more, there's there's actually consumer reports coming out um, from research research companies actually outside of the company doTERRA that we partner with. And it's coming out more and more that about 97% of the essential oils that are on the market today, we could even say maybe more than that, maybe 98% of the essential oils on the market today are really contaminated. So that means that they have synthetic, um, you know, a, a, a fake synthetic lavender, for example, or, you know, that's, that then is producing harm actually in the body. Um, or for sure they're using pesticides or herbicides um, the reality is that most of the essential oils that have been on the market have gone through, they, they get harvested, right? They get harvested in their location by the farmers or, or the, the harvesters, but they usually go through a third party. They usually go through a perfumer or a broker. And that perfumer, that third party, that middleman wants to take a huge chunk of, of profit, right? So what he does is he usually rips off the farmers and harvesters and they'll usually cut that essential oil that they just got from the harvest and pharmacies. That's where they're doing a lot of the, the um, synthetic engineering and the filtering and diluting and all this, this um, inconvenient uh, manipulation to the essential oils. And that's why you're seeing, that's why for sure it's not safe to ingest the majority of the essential oils that are on the market, the majority. And it's been that way 
for decades and decades and decades that it has not been a very convenient thing for you to do is to ingest an essential oil. So what is absolutely distinct about doTERRA, and maybe there is in, in one or two other companies that are producing this type of a high quality, is that they're not only, they're, they're working directly with the harvester and farmer, farmers, right? They, and they've done that through a method called co-impact sourcing, which is super, is this ethical mission to support the harvest and farmers with their pay, their payments, with building schools for their children, with building wells. I mean, over 500,000 um, uh, people in the developing third world country right now, their lives are changed. Over 500,000, right? Over 22,000 indigenous communities. It's incredible. It's incredible what, what ethical business can do. Um, so they work directly with them. They cut out the middleman. And so, and what we're, and then every batch goes through actually more than 20 different testing because they test in-house and they test through a third party um, to make sure every single drop is completely clean from any synthetics or contaminants. So this is giving you now a very, very pure product that you can now use versatilely and it will have a big effect. It will be a different impact in your system or your skin to use a synthetic melaleuca than to use a pure, you know, tea tree, right? It'll be very different. Your body can absorb that either way. So that's one thing. And then why is it helpful to take in? So if you take in a drop of peppermint oil, it's equivalent to 28 cups of peppermint tea, not in nutrition, not like you're never, you're not getting any vitamins in essential oils. They're different. What you, what we do is we're steam distilling the, the immune system, the, the compounds. So you're getting the antiviral, the antifungal, the, the anti-inflammatory. You're getting these properties from the immune system of this plant in a very powerful way. So yeah, it's worth, for example, if you have inflammation in your body, you're going to get, boom, a very anti-inflammatory um, benefit by taking the turmeric essential oil versus the turmeric herb, right? You're not going to get the nutrition that you get at the herb. You want to still have your herbs but you're going to get a very powerful um, medicinal. And we need powerful medicine. This is the reality. I know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know before essential oils, like I would use herbs, 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 and it just takes a long time for it to maybe cut that cold, to get rid of that cold or to get, you know, if you're fighting something very more chronic or a big health crisis, um, you know, you, we need sometimes something very powerful. And that's why big, that's why I actually... Um, synthetic medicine sometimes has its place. It's just, it's very, it's even more, sometimes it's even more powerful, right? It's like a mega gun that we need to sometimes get rid of these, you know, really intense things we have going on in our system. So, um, you know, if you want to be able to address your health in a very potent way, turn to, you know, you want to turn to your essential oils and, you know, obviously there's a place for herbs as well. Um, but they're safe, absolutely. And when they're when you're using doTERRA, doTERRA quality, which is certified pure therapeutic grade, um, the with the company, the amount of reports they've had, which is like 0.016, right? Very minimal reports. The reports are, are that come back are, are going to be a mild skin irritation. You're not seeing, you know, <laughs> like we get with the pharmaceuticals, where it's like you may dive with dizziness, nausea, you know, diarrhea, you might have a heart attack. Like you're not going to have any of that. There's, they're that safe, you know? 
So, but there's a lot of still controversy because of, I think, a couple reasons that there's still a lot of bad oils on the market that people are buying at, especially doTERRA actually was the company that brought essential oils into mainstream. And so all these companies have come in to try to get a piece of that market. And so now you're seeing essential oils at Walmart, you know, for a frankincense for like $5. That's who knows what's even in that bottle. It's certainly not frankincense, you know? Yeah. Well, after all the things that we've learned, um, certainly not something that is safe that I want to put on my skin. Exactly. So how has, I know it's something that you used to say was that, um, that you wanted to put like a healer in every home. Like you wanted to help people help themselves. And so how has this like being in service in this way changed your life? Like, what does mm. your life look like now compared to, you know, whatever you were doing a few years ago, which was still beautiful, I'm sure, but this has been like an evolution. So what is your life like now? Yeah. So the biggest thing, right, that, that if you want to be successful at anything, you, you have to be willing to be someone that's consistent, right? Which, and to be able to be consistent, you're going to have to really, really continue to rediscover a deeper why and redefine, reinvent, um, dig into your purpose and how your purpose on life in life, your bigger purpose is be a vehicle for it is, you know, that work, that job, that business. Right. And so for me, like that, that mission of putting a healer in every home, that why being part of, you know, being part of the mission, right. I'm, I, it's not just me that's putting a healer in every home. It's there's a collect, you know, a collection of thousands of us that are on that mission to help uh, teach and educate and be a spokesperson for for Mother Nature. Um, the impact that that's had on my life to be able to witness, for example, there are some people, um, you know, small and big, and they've been small and big, but like some of the big ones, like literally watching these oils change someone's life. Someone that, for example, one of our dearest friends who had been bedridden, um, had, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to be somewhat um, FDA compliant. So I'm not going to say what, what disease he had, but um, was literally couldn't leave this really toxic location he was living in the world because of this pharmaceutical he was on, because of this chronic health issue. It was like this layered comp complication because of this health problem. And from him just being able to get access to these doTERRA essential oils, not only completely did it get rid of this disease, which he had been told would never be able to be possible. He then was able to move, move his entire family. They're living a completely different life because of what these essential oils have done. Um, there's been stories, I mean, countless and countless and countless stories of people that have been in tremendous suffering and imprisonment in their, you know, one of their circumstances and the oils or the business even opportunity has come in and provided them this vehicle and this pathway, which has been absolutely, I mean, it touches you. It, it makes all the hard days so worth it. You know, you're like, oh, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? So that is um, very powerful. Um, you know, it's definitely, you know, just it's a it's wonderful that this work is a way for me to be able to work on behalf of others you know like it's to help heal others or to help other people launch their businesses like to just to be able to serve and that that's that like thank god that that's a way 
I can also pay my bills is like, you know, it's a dream come true. Um, and I forget, I don't, I don't remember if you had another. Well, my, my next question, how do they work? Tell us about how essential oils work on the body. Mm, yes. So essential oils are these powerful compounds. You know, you get one drop, for example, of a tea tree or a bergamot or wild orange, you know, all of the flowers and roots and plants and trees, they all have these um, oil sacs, right? That's their immune system, their reproductive system. And you get these little, we extract these oils, these essential oils, and they're these compounds that have thousands of versatile abilities to combat whatever threats you're up against. Um, and what's amazing is that plants are intelligent. They're not like uh, a pharmaceutical drug that will just ha sort of have one function. They have this wisdom where, for example, a lavender, right, is not only is it a nervine herb, so it's going to work with your nervous system, but it could also, um, you know, help, help with your hormones or help with your skin with a burn or a cut or scrape. Like, it's so versatile, you know, because of the thousands of different compounds that are in that one drop. It's, verse, it's got thousands of, of possibilities, you could say. So, um, and it's certainly each flower, herb, root, spice, like they have categories. They have like a territory of the human system that they are masterful at. But what they do is they work on a cellular level. I mean, that's, if we were going to sum it up, they work on a cellular level. All health or disease, we could say, is a cellular issue right? Either your cells in your body and your face and your blood, either they're working, you know, through their functions or they're, they're abnormal. And then we have disease, right? So, um, essential oils, what they do is they work with the body on a cellular level to help the cells achieve their optimal health. And, and that might be, if you're working with an antiviral, like an oregano oil or a tea tree, they're going to help eradicate virus. If you're working with a frankincense, for your inflammation, they're going to help um, take down inflammation. Um, you know, emotions are actually molecule-carrying cells. They, they Emotions affect our cells. So if you're wanting to work on emotional health, the essential oils are going to help support that, both through the limbic system of the brain um, and, and working through the cells of the body and detoxification. or um, Yeah, so, you know, nutrition is the base of our health. We need to eat we need to have all of the vital nutrients in our body. But if you're giving yourself that, which is through healthy diet and proper supplement, you know, proper supplements that you might need, then the essential oils, they go in there and they tell the nutrient, they, they, they're like the drill sergeants, like, hey, come on, you get to work over there. Like they signal to the body to be able to get better flow, to create better pathways. You know, and there's still so much more that we're learning, yet to learn about the essential oils. It's like this, it's sort of like how much we know about the universe. It's like this much, right? It's that when it comes to plant medicine too. Like we know this much of like all of the wonders that they're potentially doing for our systems. And I always tell people like the most important, that like learn through direct experience, explore them for, you know, really dive in. Um you know, plants have, you were saying something about this, but plants have consciousness, they have wisdom. So, you know, we all know about mushrooms, all the different kinds of mushrooms, right? We know 
that they're healers. We know that they, they've said to like heal cancer, heal your digestion. They're good for your energy. You know, there's more than I can even say because I'm not, I'm not um, a pro on all that information about mushrooms. But then obviously people also experience them for like their consciousness. And there's so many ways that they heal. And we know this about mushrooms because it's kind of like on trend right now. But it's true for every single plant. And we're just so used to like when our foods, just eating so many dead foods, um, just so much dead stuff with like chemicals and just breads and, you know, stuff that is like not alive that I think that we totally forget that plants, they're living and they also have consciousness. It's different than ours, but they have a sacred purpose just like all the rest of us do. And it's individual. So each of these plants is also totally different. Doterra is incredible in having just like this collection of just so many different plants that we have access to in that way. Um, but, you know, meditating with the different plants, with the different like essential oils or plants themselves, sitting with them, also asking, like opening yourselves up to receive how can this help me? Because this might say in the book that, yes, this is like really good for skin or whatever, but what else, you know? And if you do any, if you do any research, like if you're like, okay, I have this ailment, like how, what essential oil, and you look up the essential oil, you could find like 30 different ways that they've used it before for just like all kinds of different things. And like, what if you were to sit with your essential oil or to sit with the different plant and just in receptive mode and ask, how this plant can heal you. I've had incredibly healing experiences with the oils and um, I'm someone, I'm just, I'm so very, like I'm so very intuitive about stuff and I'm also like very Vata. I have a lot of like air energy and information that just kind of moves in and out very easily. And sometimes I don't really have the whole list of how that thing was supposed to help me in my mind, but I'll just be naturally drawn to something and kind of work with it. I have this magnolia, um, God, I love this one. This is one of the new ones. And I didn't even know, I just, you know, I just decided to order it. I wanted to know what it smelled like. And um, I, I instantly, like I got it and I rolled it on my wrists and I was having a ton of anxiety when I first got this oil. And it's been the thing that like, I just naturally kind of go to every time I'm feeling really anxious. And, I, and um, you know, there's something, that, all that being said, there's something like the plant is communicating and it's not, the consciousness is not dead just because of this plant might not be growing in the ground anymore. Like there's information in here, there's healing in here. And, you know, I love having my little witchy healing kit that I have with me at all times, like in my purse, but I have them like all around my house. So I can just kind of reach for who am I supposed to be working with right now? Who is helping me right now? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's really, it's really, I started, I started using essential oils. I mean, you know, my story, but I started using essential oils when I was living in Portland, Oregon for a year. And I'm used to California. I'm used to the sun. I'm not used to all of these plants. And I was having such a hard time with uh, allergies and trying to breathe there. And I just, like, I, I couldn't. Like, I was, I was sick for almost the whole time I was there. I couldn't sing. It was just, and someone said, you should 
there's something called, you know, these doTERRA oils, just go find them someplace, go get some and just, you know, try working with the oils. And I just started with, um, here's a, like lemon, peppermint, and lavender. And I just had them with me and I would go sit at the park and I would really like put them in front of me and I would close my eyes and I, I would connect with them and like, you know, saying, I, I'm hearing that you can help me. How can you help me? I'm in just, I cannot breathe. And the peppermint is supposed to like help me with breathing. Um, the, la the lavender, at the time, I didn't even know necessarily how it was going to help me. I was just sitting with all of them. And um, uh, I came across some wild orange oil. And I was having a problem with like breathing in a lot of mold and in the place that I lived, but also just in the air in general. And I just could not breathe. And I started working with this wild orange oil, put it in a diffuser so that I could start breathing it in while I was sleeping. And it just like opened my pathways so that I could breathe where I really hadn't been like breathing for months. And it just like opened something so that I could breathe. So it's going to be individual, I think, also for everyone. There's specific, there's like a list of things for each that it's like, okay, you can use this for breathing or you can use this. You know, peppermint is so great to, if you have headaches, if you're hot, it has some kind of like calming, cooling experience that calms, it, I feel like for me, it calms my nervous system so that it can like actually create an opening and expansion in other areas. Um, and so just sitting with them and having your own experience with them and allowing them also to teach you in the ways that they can help you and they can serve you. Yes. And, um, and I, was, I love having all of these tools with me all the time and I love having them that I can share with other people. It's, it's just been really empowering. So the other aspect of how they offer personal freedom, how they offer a path to financial freedom how they teach you how to like work with your money issues, but they're also create like community. So people who work with oils and sell essential oils, it's all like a connection type of business where you're working with others and you're sharing with others and you're working in teams um, that I also think is really beautiful, powerful experience. And for some of us, that maybe we're a little bit not ready to totally step into our whole personal um, offering. That was me. Like, I just, I wasn't ready. I'm like, but this is something that I believe in that teaches me how to have my own business and allows me to work with others at the same time. And it is focused around health was really powerful for me and taught me a lot and, and gave me, um, well, gave me a lot of tools. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know, even Dave Sterling, the founder of doTERRA is like, he says it's doTERRA isn't here for it to be someone's end all be all. It's like when, when the work isn't to become doTERRA, you know, that's it. That's your whole life. It's, it really is meant to be this vehicle to take, help people access their bigger purpose and their bigger vision and also to fund it perhaps, you know, to give yourself the time freedom, the financial freedom to, to be able to pursue your bigger gifts in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I know a while back you, um, you were working with some people in Peru. You're going to have to correct me because I don't remember. Yes. Um, 
will you share with us about that? Like totally. So, and also if you're, I now actually live right outside of the Portland area. So if you're watching this and you live around here, um, you can actually join us even in, um, November in meeting, um, some of these people. So we work with, um, through, through the school that I, I attend a school, it's called Numa Institute. The, the founders, Juan Ruiz Nopari. And we also have a nonprofit in the U S and that was part of my inspiration for beginning the doTERRA journey was I wanted to be able to give more to the, the projects we're passionate about with the NUMA, which is the work, the preservation of the indigenous Incans, which is the, the Caro nation. They're the Caro people. They're the last living Incans. They, when the, when the Spanish came um, to invade, they fled up into the hills and the mountains to bleak barren lands and survived there separate from society until 1950. So they preserved this way of living, this, spirit, this beautiful, prayerful, you know, conscious um, way of living. And they have these, this lineage of priesthood and priestesshood in which, and, and the, the Karos, they really have a strong connection with what they call the Pachamama. And that's mm. the elementals of the plants and of nature and of the mountains. They, and, and there's a specific woman, her name's Doña Maria Apaza. And we actually have the honor, we, every year, she um, goes on something called the world, um, the, the world tour of inner peace. Yes, the world tour of inner peace. She travels throughout the United States and Europe, and it's organized by Numa Institute. And we bring her, and she does healings. She does despacho. She'll do coca leaf readings. Um, and she is the, one of the last living high Indian priestess. So it's called Alto Misayok. It means... To be an ultimate sayuk, you have to be chosen by the Pachamama. It can't be something that's handed down from person to person. You actually have to go through a very specific initiation of lightning. You have to be struck by lightning. And then after that, um, she actually, once she got struck by lightning a few times, she was able to then have complete communication with the elementals. And she came to Los Angeles years ago, for example, and she made it rain during the time when it was like drought, drought, drought. And we hadn't had rain for ever. And she was here, and, after, and then, boom, the rains came. Mm. She's just very, very special. She's, like, this big, you know, because she's an indigenous <laughs> ink, and she only speaks Quechua. Her eyes are pure, like, river. And I think she's, like, 92 years old. Wow. So she's a living sage. She's a, a venerable master. And um, she'll be coming and doing tours throughout Los Angeles. And for, so if you're in Los Angeles, she'll be there in October, I believe or early November. And then if you're in um, uh, um, Portland area, Northwest, the Pacific Northwest, she'll be here um, at, our, at our place in, in November. And yeah, you can receive healings. You can attend a despacho blessing. That's a blessing for your business, your health, your home, your family, your child. Um, so yeah. Beautiful. Are you touring with her? So I won't be touring fully with her. I'm just going to be holding down the Pacific Northwest. So in the Pacific Northwest, I'll be organizing for her to do various peelings at people's homes or despachos. So, you know, if you're interested in hosting a one for your family, you can, you know, um, reach out, send me a, a Facebook message. And we'll connect. Um, and I do want to ask about your music. What is, uh, what is going on with your music? Will you just tell us a little bit about, about what it yes, is? Yes, totally. Do? Happy to. So we, yeah, you know, 
our music has been a uh, real authentic expression. And I, I think that's how music has to be, right? For musicians, like it's just an expression of your journey, where you're at. So it's gone through many evolutions. Our first album released in 2010, when me and my husband first got married. So that's almost 10 years ago. We released another album a few years later, which is now probably about, you know, six years ago or something, four years ago. So it's gone through, we've always been interested and inspired about consciousness, you know, and have been intrigued and, and wanted to share about love and community, but it has, our music has become more and more devotional, like more and more about just, you know, walking into this, the great mystery of our, our, like this hidden beloved, you know, and, and that, that quest of, of um, coming into union. And so that's our music has become more of an expression of me and my husband. We both have unique expressions. Like he's definitely more like, which is his personality. It's just more lively, a little bit more like jovial and, and he has reggae background. Mine's a little more, I'm a Pisces, you know, so mine's like depth and, and a little bit like, you know, I like more of like the epic ballads, you know, sort of, mm -hmm. um, uh, just the yearning, you know? And so, um, but we, right now we have a studio. We just bought our first home up here in, in right outside Portland in Gresham. And we just set up a little bit of a recording studio for us to be able to get some basic tracks recorded. So we're working slowly, but surely on that. We're just deciding on whether or not we're going to go for you know a real professional recording or or we might just really release these very you know stripped down sort of um acoustic you know with some other musicians we might just release something very um more natural the previous two albums have been very produced and so we might just have it be really simple and you know like you're sitting with us in the living room Oh, it's so beautiful. Their music, for everyone that's hearing this, it's so beautiful. And we're going to give you a taste of it on, uh, on this podcast at, at some point. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, the both of them are really beautiful. Um, I have just really had women on the show, really. But um, just to, you know, say about Maddie, like, they're just, they're such a beautiful, just such a beautiful couple and a really beautiful compliment to each other. And all of the all of the things that you have done together and this journey that you've been on together and then to hear it come out in the way that it does musically i mean the two of you have this way been very inspiring um just a beautiful love story and, um, and thank you for your love jamie you're so sweet yeah so so beautiful so you know one of the things that i like to inspire people to do is listen to their intuition figure out what your sacred purpose is. You don't have to know exactly the whole description, but like, where can you serve? Cause that's what it's about. It's where can you serve? How can you help people? And this journey that the two of you have been on with using these oils and creating a business around it really has created freedom for you, created this life where it's all about service now. And um, this just, it's inspiring. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you for coming on here and sharing with us. Mm, thank you, Jamie. So welcome. I want to let everyone know how they can find you, how they can find you, how they can contact you. We'll put all of your links and everything like that in the show notes and we can go on Facebook and I can add all of those things in there. Um, for anyone who wants to know 
more about essential oils if you would like to build an essential oil business yourself and how you can work with us, but also, um, you know, like Avesa and I are on a team together and she is who, you know, I go to for any questions and any help that I need um, regarding business in this way. And so anyway, let us know how to find you. And um, if anyone wants to join up with us, we'll give them information about that. Awesome. Yeah, I will text that over to you. That's, is that the best way? Yeah, tell us live for anyone. Oh, who's tell you live. Cool. Live. Yeah, so you can contact us. You can, well, certainly you can, these days we are very connected via social media, right? So you can always send us a private message, Avesa Love. Um, we're on Instagram. We have both uh, essential oils as harmonious essentials. Our music is Avesa and Matthew Love, or it's, I think it's just Avesa Matthew, Avesa Matthew Love. Um, so that's our Instagram. You can send a private message there. Um, if you'd like to check out our website um, with more information on our music, it's just www.avesaandmatthewlove.com. And I think you'll be able to find it if you just search even avesamaddielove.com. You know, if you search, there's not many Avesa loves. So you'll probably be able to Google search that and, and find us. And my email is harmonioushealth.eo at gmail.com. So we will find each other. If, if, if you want it, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can always contact me. And I can also yes. contact you, um, set you up with the Vesa. So yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's just um, beautiful to see you. It's been a while. You're up there now in Oregon and the trees and um, so excited yeah. for you being up there and all of your new adventures. But thank you so thank much you. for sharing with us and for all the work. Thank you. And congratulations on Silver, Silver Lake Priestess and that beautiful success and work. And really, it's been an honor to come and share. I hope that it was, it was helpful to even one person. Okay. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye, everyone.